0: We, we are back. back the program's not back yet but we we are officially back everyone welcome back to Sign Line well, we never went away.
1: what do you mean we're officially back it's not like we we're, we're back, back. i didn't weird. say the program was back i said we're back oh
0: we're back. not back though okay. um thank you again for joining us for another round like we talked about last week we'll be uh, doing these hopefully weekly now since we're getting closer to the season, and uh, we're excited to be doing this again. Uh, if you haven't followed us on Twitter, go ahead and follow us. Uh, and be sure to follow us. We're we're pretty active on there. At least one of us is. Uh, so you can follow us at Seminole sideline or Seminole's SL three six five. I'll go ahead and post that in the chat uh, so that you guys can go ahead and follow us there for the latest news and commentary, mostly commentary uh, from uh, from us there. So be sure to follow us there. And then also, as of last week, we are now live on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, all the major networks that uh, you probably use every day on your commute to work or even at work. Uh, So you can listen to the audio of these episodes 24 hours, usually pretty 24 hours afterwards. So go ahead and subscribe to us. Just uh, search for Seminole Sideline 365, the nav bar. You'll see our logo there, and uh, you can subscribe and then uh, get alerts uh, every time a new episode's published. You can listen to it at any point in time. Uh, pretty simple, so we're excited about that. And uh, yeah, uh, any uh, what's what's going on, on your end? Any
1: any any news? No, I was just going to say too. You know that uh, if if you can't catch us visually on YouTube, you're driving around in your car. All you have to do is is put that to your media on your radio and it comes up like a podcast too. So either way you were trying to give you as many avenues uh, to catch the show uh, as you possibly can. No, just uh, been real busy. Had have had uh, family in and out shout out to the last group of visitors. And that was uh, Jody and uh, three, three of my granddaughters and we went down to Bush gardens and, uh, and uh, got rained out. Now, no, wait a minute. We go to Busch Gardens. Oh, here we go. And at 4.30, I mean, it, and it's supposed to stay open until 9. Well, here come the rains. 4.30, they shut the park. Clear the platform. clear the. <laughs> I think you and I were how, doing that one time, weren't we? Remember? How it was clear, Florida
0: theme park not handle itself in the rain? I
1: don't well, know the, the main thing was, so at 4.30, they shut everything down. So a lot of people left. And so we made a decision. You know, it was disappointing. I was disappointed. You know, it's like a loss. You know, lost to a Jacksonville State or something. I wasn't happy. And was uh, there a lot of crying? No, no, there wasn't. <laughs> there was a lot of consoling me. But <laughs> but uh, we kind of wandered around. We went into a show, and the show had. Uh, Had these guys from uh, America's Greatest. uh, No, what is that show on TV now? Uh, America's Got Talent. Talent, AGT. They were all AGT finalists. Yeah. And they brought them out for like five, six-minute gigs. And that was pretty good. Actually, they had these guys who were dunking basketballs, hitting trampolines. And that was was pretty good. That was pretty fun. So we killed about an hour in there. And then we kind of just wandered around, looked at some of the animals and stuff. And then at 8 o'clock, it's still kind of thundering and stuff, and they spring open the rides. So we, we all ran it. around. We even sat around for four hours. Yeah, four hours. Yeah, four hours. And <laughs> hey, decisions had to be made, you know. And we made a joint team decision. And then uh, so people were running around getting the rides on because nobody was there. And then yeah, you know, at the end on the way out, I said maybe I'll stop by customer service. <laughs> Talk that's to a them a little bit. Course. Yeah, talk to them. And they were super nice because nobody else was there. And I said, you know, I just, you know, what do you think? And they gave me four free guest passes, were good for a year. So shout out to Busch Gardens Tampa, wow. baby. Okay. That's that's yeah. great you Hey, like well, music. that's good customer service, right? Yeah, like right, to right. That. You like the customer that. service? Yeah, they, they didn't put out some major announcement that said, hey. Uh by the way, go buy customer service, pick up your free guest coupons. No, you gotta ask, right? You gotta ask. All right, so well, that's, that's your that's story. What's kind of going on. That's no, your it story. is. That's what's kind of going on. So it was good. We had a good time.
0: Never good hurts time. to ask. That's that's a lesson to the day, for the day. Never that's hurts right. to ask. Never
1: hurts to ask, right?
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we gotta be
1: kind of be kind of like, like Florida State asking the SEC or the Big Ten, hey about it? Never hurts to ask. <laughs> uh,
0: it doesn't. So, uh, yeah, we got a pretty big show for you guys today. So we're going to be covering a little bit of the ACC media days. Uh, Bruce was uh, our our non-live correspondent for that throughout the day today as I was working. So I appreciate you uh, following along there. So we'll go through that. And then uh, we're going to do a schedule preview for the first four games of the season. It's going to be a four-part series. We're going to break down the first four games, uh, give our take on, on what to expect and uh, who we think to win those games um and uh yeah as it proceeds right now because obviously things can change people can get hurt suspended whatever it is but uh we're going to analyze these games over the next couple of weeks here the first four of each or the four each time and uh we'll give it a four-part series there but uh let's go let's go right into it acc media days um uh what, what was the big what was the big topic or trend uh of, com- of the conversation today i know mike norvell spoke uh you know we said florist State sent mike norvell jordan travis Jamie robinson and fabian lovett there um uh, the trend has been if, if you don't know already Florida state's been basically every single year they just sent transfers which is kind of the unique thing about florist day all all the players they send to these media days um it, it, it are transfer athletes, which I think is interesting that that's, that's kind of how floor, you know, Mike Norvell's built this program so far is, is on transfer leadership uh, versus kind of high school recruiting. But what did you hear today? What did Mike have to say? What what did you find interesting?
1: Yeah, I was able to uh, monitor it live uh, from the comforts of my home. And I picked up on it right when it kicked off this morning and, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to sugarcoat this thing. You know, I mean, there weren't any major bombshells yeah, that definitely. dropped out of this. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. There weren't any major bombshells that, that dropped out. I I picked up uh, when uh, first the ACC commissioner, Jim Phillips, took, he, he kicked things off for the yeah. media there. Yeah. And that's what this is. This is a media marketing blitz. Yeah. Pure and simple. It is not there to hang out dirty laundry. It is not there to air out your grievances. Okay. No. It's a brand marketing for the ACC and to get everybody hyped up for the season. So that's what it is now. So commish Jim Phillips, as I uh, tweeted today, he, I'm, he looked like a deer in the headlights, okay? he His body language, his verbals, uh, and I am kind of a, a body language expert. Not many people know that. We don't need to get into that <laughs> yeah. tonight. He looked like he was on the defensive. He was waiting for some questions that never came, really, because yeah, the, the media world. people... Throw out these beach ball questions You know, I'm sorry, media If you don't like what I say You're welcome to come on the show We welcome you All you have to do is get in touch with us Any way you want to get in touch with us We'll bring you on the show Or anybody who doesn't like something we're saying Or think we're inaccurate or wrong Please come on the show But it's my opinion that he looked defensive And and he was on edge He handled the questions professionally That were launched at him Uh, He was trying to sell the future of the ACC That the ACC uh, home compound is united uh, That all the programs, all the schools are united within the program And that nobody is going anywhere Dot, dot, dot And then he said, but all options are on the table Okay, so I thought that was always interesting. He said that a few times. All options are on the table. And he he admitted, you know, he admitted that and he was asked this question by one of the media. uh, I thought it was a really good question. You know, how do you plan to handle this revenue generation and distribution in the conference? When you're going to be, and the immediate person said this, and you're going to be lapped, L A P P E D, like in that. track. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be lapped by the SEC and Big Ten and potentially others. Who knows? But in revenue. And and that was probably the, the biggest hardball question to him. And he kind of responded old school that there's more to college football than than this race for money and mega conferences and all about money. He tried to sell that the old school approach to college football is worthy of the ACC kind of holding that line, no matter how far behind we fall in terms of money, Mm -hmm. even though he recognizes it's a clear and significant danger. I hope that makes some sense. But he's clearly trying to sell is this student athlete experience. And he sold it by saying, uh, when I was at Notre Dame, because he, he worked at Notre Dame. Yeah. When I was at Notre Dame, I dropped down and took a decision to be the AD at Northern Illinois. I didn't even know where it was, he said. But once I got there, the experience was so overwhelming, it has never left me. He's basically trying to say back in the day or still currently small college football. We have two or three thousand people on campus and there's no there's no scholarships. And whoever wants to come out and play football, you come out and play football, almost like club. You know, he's Mm -hmm. trying to say that money isn't everything. And we shouldn't forget that in the ACC. I think it was kind of a weird sell. And the media weren't really buying it because this revenue generation and distribution in the conference is a real threat to the breakdown of the ACC.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's in a very tough position. It's almost like, and like I said, I like to bring these back to business. But he is running a business, so to speak, and with a variety. But he's trying to sell a product that is basically... Not losing money, but it is in a bat, not in a power. They have no leverage. He he is running a business that has zero market leverage, and he knows that. And he's trying to convey confidence to the shareholders, which are the fans, the member schools, stuff like that, but also potential other schools that he wants to pull into his conference to make it attractive. And so he has to exude this confidence of like we have all the options on the table. You know, this is still a powerful name. We we have the name in the ACC. We can we have all these things that we can do. Well, probably know in the back of his head that. That, like you said, the media, they're about to get lapped in these you know, Big Ten doing a, a one million dollar media contract that they're negotiating. One billion dollar. Sorry, a one billion dollar media contract that they are negotiating here. Um, so, uh, you know, it, he's in a very tough position taking on that position. Um, and, and he's trying to exude that confidence to uh, quell some of the stress that's coming. But it's not going to be going away for the next couple of years. So, um, uh, yeah.
1: but, but he has but he has some protection. You Know as we say in life, always use, always have protection. His protection is the grant of rights, okay, Uh, which is another what is it, 14 years? Okay, Uh, so he has the grant of rights.
0: The grant of rights is eliminated if the ACC adds any new schools to the conference. So that's something that he's screwed with. So if he tries to expand the conference and add new ball to it, then that that goes out. That goes at the tables, So he basically can't add any new value to the conference without allowing other teams to leave.
1: And I'm not suggesting that he is trying to force people into leaving or staying, you know, either way, but he was definitely on the defensive, but the revenue thing was clear, was clear that it's going to be an issue. And I believe, and he said, and rightfully so, and they should be doing this. They're pursuing all options and all avenues to keep the conference together and to raise the revenue. Now, two other things that came up on his, on, on his time. One was, should there be a redistribution plan within the conference? Meaning the schools that bring in the most money get a higher percentage of that take versus the socialism of everybody gets an equal share. Okay. No matter what you bring in, that's okay. Well, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. That, once that, again, he's like, that, and that strong. has come up. He's going straws
0: to make the top couple of teams. Right. But that, that has come it. up. He it's said too. that has
1: been talked about in the conference. He's being true.
0: And that's the issue is that these, these heads of the conferences are now having to be reactive. They're that now with all this shuffling around, they weren't being proactive before coming up with these solutions. Taking care of the people who are carrying the conference, like Florida State was in the early you know, you know, right. 2000s, now Clemson, right. and now that there's all this upheaval, we're you know, they can go other they potentially could go elsewhere and get paid. Now it's like, oh well, no, 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 let's just let's let's take the money away from the Syracuses and the Boston Colleges and redistribute that to the schools that actually can use it for football or 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 our powerhouse brand names. Nobody cares if next season Boston College wins 10 games. It doesn't matter. That's not going to bring more notoriety to the conference or if Wake Forest wins another nine games. It doesn't matter, but let's just be honest. It, those schools doing well does not help the ACC. It actually hurts it because that means the other teams in the, the Miami's the, the, the Notre Dame or Notre Dame playing football in here, but Notre Dame, Florida state, Miami constants aren't doing Notre well. Dame. If Wake Forest, if no, if Wake Forest are winning nine or 10 games, it hurts the brand the ACC. Let's just be honest. So they should have thought of these solutions for redistribution of money, even if it pisses off the little schools a lot sooner than they are when they're desperate, their backs against the wall trying to come up with solutions it's not going to work at the end of the day. The Teams are going to leave. Uh, it, it's just going to happen.
1: Well, this is what, what I said is I think he left the door open. He's trying to paint a picture of let's keep this thing going because we, we have really good theme here, but all options, all doors are being explored. And I think he was also trying to tell everybody we're looking at other channels besides Fox and ESPN. We're looking at other programs out there, others, other major streaming services that could want to get in on the ACC football.
0: Whether they going to get like the free ch- channels, like Tubi TV, and uh, what's
1: wrong with Tubi? I love Tubi. Yeah, if, <laughs> what's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> they're they're going to be on like some like yeah no no no, kind of no, no 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 no. What
1: about Paramount? What about uh, Apple? What about Apple? What of, you know what I'm no, saying? Nobody. Apple wants to watch
0: Wake Forest versus BC. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm telling know. you, like that they
1: Okay, good. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just telling you what the guy said. Okay, yes, I think he. True. I think he's working every day. That's his job. To, to, no, to figure <laughs> out how to keep this keep this car running. You know, as long as he can. The only thing that gives him some time is this grant of rights. That gives him some time to uh, not feel like somebody's going to get up and pack out this Friday.
0: But that, but-, but that's going to be the blessing and the curse because, like I said, that grant of rights deal basically is limited if he tries to expand the conference or add to it. So if he's like, we want to expand the conference and add a U, you, you know, UCF or a you know some mid-tier good school permanently to the conference and say, we're going to add more value or new media market. Then if they try to do that, if he tries to add quality that way and expand the quality of the conference externally, then that opens the door and basically eliminates the grant rights deal that Florida State signed, and then they can just leave freely. So he's kind of in a tough situation with that. But, you know,
1: one last, one last point, it, it came up again was Notre Dame, you yeah. know, that I, I'm sure there's, there's been a push from his office To try to get Notre Dame to come in, obviously, to the ACC. That's not going to happen. That's a fantasy. Why would they come in and share what they're making now in a conference that looks like it's going to dissolve? I mean, that's not going to happen. And if they did come in, they would want an unequal distribution set up for them.
0: They would have to take all the money. Just Like, it just came out. A couple of days ago that Notre Dame publicly said that they're targeting at least $75 million annually in media rights, at least. And today they're getting from the ACC like 25.
1: And they're not even. From, in the from the NBC
0: conference. and ACC, yeah, exactly. They're, they're not
1: getting, like, even a member of the conference in football.
0: Yeah, like. that's from NBC and uh, and ACC combined. They're getting about twenty five million, I think it is right now in their contracts combined. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to get. They ACC can't give them seventy five million dollars annually
1: in It's not going to happen. So um, I think I think he did the best he could. He's a very polished professional. I think he's he, he he's. Been put in a position that he did not create. Now he he didn't create this grant of rights with ESPN. He wasn't even there. This is yeah, like his yeah. second year, yeah, maybe. This enough. John Wolford yeah. was the guy, the commish who put all that together. So so Mr. Phillips has to clean it up. Okay, he has to try to put the glue to keep it going. So that's what I saw on that end. Now the other part of the media day is obviously the players and you named the FSU players that were there. I thought they, uh, they did a great job. I thought Coach Norvell did a great job. The players did a great job doing what they're supposed to do. Okay, They stayed to the script, and that script is come in, show your excitement, say how well the team is doing now and how everybody looks forward to the coming season. They all did that. They didn't drop any bombshells. The biggest bombshell was uh, Jamie Robinson's kind of pinkish looking peach suit that he had on that, you know, that, you know, looked maybe a size too small and he was ripped and you could see it. Plus when he sat down with the uh, ACC uh, broadcast team there, unfortunately, unfortunately, you could see the sweat under his armpits. It was so bad that they were making fun of it. you know. And, and it was kind of funny. He took it. He took it well, you know, and and then uh, he went away and later. You know, everybody came on the show eventually, but he went away later. I don't know what the hell he did. I guess he went to the men's room and had a dryer or something or took it out on the street and got it cleaned up. He came back and he was showing everybody, see, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and actually, it was probably the highlight of the whole damn day from what I saw. Yeah. But but the uh, – I forget her name. She's the lead on the, on the panel, you know, with EJ and a couple of the other guys. Uh, Billy Packer now, he's going to be hosting the ACC show. But I can't remember her name. It's no – I, disregarded that. I just don't remember her name. But she, yeah. I, I think if I heard it right, she kept calling him. Uh, 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 <laughs> kept calling him the wrong name, didn't call him the right name. Ca- ca- kept calling him Jordan, Jordan, you know, instead of Jamie.
0: I'll say Jack Jordan, Jordan Travis, and
1: Jamie. Yeah, Jordan time. Travis. She got it. She was. I guess getting them kind of mixed up, you know, but I, that's the way I heard it. Maybe I was wrong, but no, uh no disregard to her. She did a good job. And actually yeah. the crew, I thought the crew did a good job, but you know, it, it was a marketing day and that's what it was. Yeah. And that's what it was. Now coach Dorvell, when he got up, gave his speech before the media uh, it was coach coach language course 101. Yeah. You know, Yeah. Don't say anything bad. He must've said the word excited 25 times you know i'm excited about this i'm excited about that he tried to name 90 of the roster you know throwing out the names and this is no this is what coaches are supposed to do now there are the rare breed who are a little bit more candid okay but Mick saban teaches the course on how to get through one of these things and sort of enjoy it and but Coach Norvell is a very polished speaker and he has a, you know, he, he's he got it all down yeah. and I think he is excited. The question is all the talk that we hear at media day doesn't amount to squat. OK. Yeah. Because, I don't
0: think we know. need to go further into it. Like you said, it's a lot of coach speech. I've read some of the transcripts. It's just, you know, yeah, you you, they ask, like, what are your expectations for the season? And then there's no hard. No one asked. It, it no just, one
1: asked a question I would have asked. The media, the media always ask, what, what did we learn from last year? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, uh, how is the team around? Nobody said, hey, coach Norvell, what happens if Jordan Travis goes down? What how does that change your program?
0: Well, and he, he talked about the PB rooms like he, you know, he thinks they have a solid foundation. And Jordan's no, it's all but like you said, it, it's not, no one asks kind of like the no. targeted question no, on that. It's, no, more it's all, generic, but so. I think the biggest thing we took away you can take away from what we talked about today is that camp's going to start on the 26th of July. They're going to start early because they have the week zero game against Duquesne, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, but so they're going to be starting camp a lot earlier or a week earlier than normal and accelerate the process as they get prepared. So, um, so that's just just different than most seasons when they don't have a week zero game and, and have that, you know, that week zero, um, you know, first season, a regular season game at dope. So um, yeah, that's, I think that's let the me add, that they, Let
1: me uh, add one last thing that I tweeted out today that the ACC Commission said, he goes, we don't want to turn college football into, oh, I mean college sports and in particular college football into NFL light well, uh, L I T E or N B A light. And the word
0: he used, I believe, was he doesn't want it to become like a gated community where there's. It
1: already is becoming that, my friend. I think that's
0: it, the analogy he, the commissioner, uses that it's becoming more and more like gated communities where they're, you're in, you're in it or you're out of it, and you feel, you know, you feel the aspects and like that to that.
1: That's what's being created. But I was just watching the climb. You know, the climb F S U puts out. I just heard, uh, you know, one of their officials there said, we've hired, this is a quote, we've hired like 23 new staff members to make this more like the NFL. That's the direct quote. Go find it. I, to make I it more surprising. like an NFL program. Right? This a- is what we have. Let's call it what it is. If You know, let's call it what it is. Okay. So that's my take on uh, the media day. Tomorrow, they have another second day on the other teams in the I, other conference. Yeah. This I, is I, I the last think... year of the two conferences of the two divisions. Yeah, yeah but before they go to
0: the three three. Then they five.
1: go. Yeah. yeah. They go to one, and the top two best teams yeah. will, will play in the championship. Which, most everybody likes.
0: And I like that new format, the three, three, five, where basically you're going to play everyone in the conference, you know, on the road and at home once. And and so it's going to be good, but I don't know how many of these teams, the top teams will be there to enjoy it, but you know, it's a nice change um, that they made there. So So, yeah,
1: that's my take.
0: Yeah. Let's dive into it. I, I think we covered it. Um, you know, just a bunch of coach speech. I think, uh, yeah, Commissioner's in a tough place. So uh, let's go ahead and now uh, dive right into the first four. So like I said, we're going to be doing, you know, four different segments here, analyzing the first four weeks of the season, give our take on wins and losses and, and how these games look. Like I said, to you know, we haven't even started camp yet. Uh, Florida State will start on, uh, in a, I think, next, next week. Next week. Yeah, next week uh, for accelerated Camp because their first opponent that we can go over here is Duquesne. So they're going to be playing uh, Duquesne in what is called Week Zero. I, I, I can't recall the last time Florida State had a Week Zero game, which I think is kind of nice. It gets you kind of prepped before LSU. Um but uh, yeah, so they're gonna be playing. Uh, they're gonna be playing Duquesne. We see her at home uh, against Duquesne, uh, which would be kind of cool. So that game will be on August 27th. So do basically, you even
1: know where Duquesne is? Uh, New Jersey. <laughs> Wrong! Wrong! <laughs> and and I have to be honest with you. I bet you most of the fans have no clue where it is. I, My initial thought was it was in Iowa.
0: Is it like I'm thinking like Ohio, Indiana? No, or or
1: Ohio. You know, no. I bet you most fans don't know it, so don't be embarrassed. This is what this show is about. This show is about is about fans, man. This is our take on it. Duquesne is in downtown Pittsburgh. Downtown Uh, Pittsburgh. Now we should know that, right? You we're in downtown Pittsburgh once, right? Yeah, for AAU basketball. Remember that?
0: Yeah, I was going to say uh, yeah. I should, but. I'm not a big fan of the city of Pittsburgh, so... Uh, yeah, Duque, I...
1: <laughs> Duque, Duquesne's in, uh, like, downtown Pittsburgh, right there in the city. Uh, and uh, this game is on August the 27th, as you said, week zero, 5 p.m. Yeah. at yeah. Doke, a home game. Do you yeah. know how hot it's going to be at 5
0: p.m.? Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> well, well, the conditioning will come into play early on, even though, you know, oh. du, Duquesne's not a... Uh, you know, their division not the division one, a opponent as, as we may call them in the old days that they're an FCS school. Um, but you know, conditioning will come into play. And I think that's why it's a good way to get into see where conditioning is at to start the season a week early. Um, you know, like you said, it's gonna be hot. Um, and, and to see where you are wise before LSU and, and, and maybe hopefully you can't take FCS components because of what we learned last season, Jackson state. Um, or Jacksonville state. Um, But I think it's a good way. Hopefully you can start that game hot and fresh. So you can get some of those backups in. Maybe you see AJ Duffy. Maybe you see uh, some of those backup receivers, the freshmen come in and get some reps there because you don't know who's going to go down in some of these early season games, just do the pure conditioning. And so, you know, Duquesne, they were seven and three last season. Um, once again, the FCS school. I, I'm not going to say. You know, I, I, I don't think we need to spend a whole bunch of time going over this. Wait a minute, I've got uh, a few I, I, notes okay. I want to go over. I, I, okay, what, what do you
1: got? You I, know, people people should know where where they're located. I don't. I
0: don't think they we need should to go know their biography. Their
1: them. nickname is the Dukes. Duquesne Great. Dukes. Great. You know, they used to be called Duquesne University of the Holy Spirit. Okay, started as either. a Catholic university. And they're actually a private research university of, you know, of about 6,000 students, you know, they originated in 1878. You know, I find this stuff kind of interesting. You got to know the history before you got to know the present. Okay. They play in the Northeast conference and this season, they are going to play two FBS teams and that is Florida state and Hawaii. So they're going to get a nice trip out to Hawaii. And know that. Now you did mention their record, so we're not going to get too we're not going to get into that. Coach Jerry Schmidt. This guy is capable. Okay. This guy's no dummy. He's 18 seasons now there. Mm-hmm. He's won five NEC championships. He's been to the FCS playoffs twice. Uh, seventh straight winning season. They beat FBS Ohio University last year. He's one hundred and nine seventy one his career there. This yeah. guy, this you know, this guy's capable. So yeah, I, you know, I think that's the uh,
0: that's a big thing here is yeah. this, this isn't some garbage FCS program they're playing. This isn't like the Prairie View A M or, or something like that. This this is a program that actively tries to play FCS schools every season. Like like you said,
1: well they want a pay paycheck, they, and that's well, how they yeah, fund there, their there's program. That,
0: but they also, you know, they got blown out by TCU last season, but then they went on the road. They and, did. Uh, I watched
1: I, film of that. I watched film of that, and they didn't look good.
0: Against, against TCU, yeah. But then they went on the road the next week and, and beat Ohio and, and bought a pay game. So, right. uh, you know, so it's they, they are competing. Any of these teams, I think, in any given Sunday can compete. But, um, you know, some better than others, as, as we've learned. Um, but I, I don't think this is a program that can go in just – Totally out of shape. you have to be zoned in to win this game. Like you should be every game. But this is gonna be this is a team that I think can can stay with you in the first first half at, at minimum no, can give no, you a contract I don't I, think
1: so. I don't think I, so. I, I I have but it's weeks that's the I didn't mean to set you up by saying no, he's a great coach. I think no, he is no, a no, good no, no, coach no. there. I but they're going to be down by 28 to 35 points at halftime. I, I hope I hope that is
0: the case. Like you said, I'm telling they, you they play in one of the weaker kind of FCS conferences, but they do play those FCS. And if they hadn't been in Ohio or shown they could be in FBS school, I'd be like, okay, with you. But it shows that they, they do – they have some level of talent there. And I just don't know – Teams look sloppy in week zero. So either Florida State is going to be sloppy, they're going to be sloppy, or both are going to be sloppy. So uh, Florida State historically does not cut out strong. So that's what I want to see. But so I, I do believe. That's a coaching issue then. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see if they look tighter this year. But I, I agree with you. They'll come out and win this game. By there's hopefully nobody. 14, th- yeah. 14 there's, points. There's we, no, we don't need to focus on this
1: one. There's the nobody in the Northeastern Conference that you've ever heard of. I've looked at yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And you've so, never heard of them. So if I, I see think, Florida State let's, winning let's, this game. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna win more. this game going away. I see it as plus 48. So so you could take Duquesne plus 48. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna win this game by 48 points or more. It's gonna be a stats padding day for everybody. Okay. The numbers are gonna be big, rushing yards are gonna be big, passing yards are gonna be big. So it's a padding, rushing stats day in that regard. By the end of the third quarter, by the end of the third quarter, maybe halfway into the third quarter, the starters are going to get a break. We're going to be rotating a lot of people into this game because the heat is going to be an issue. I've been at games in early September or August, and it's humid and it's hot as hell at 5 p.m. Okay, that's the TV time we did. You know, they would have run it at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. But TV says you want to play, you want to get paid 5 p.m. Yeah. for this game. A.J. Duffy and Rodemaker are definitely going to get in the game. Uh, and uh, the biggest thing Florida State can do here, the big win here is no major injuries on starters and on your starting QB, Jordan Travis.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's gonna. It, it should be a blowout. If it's not, then we have more issues to talk about on the podcast but yeah uh i'd say 35 uh minus 35 florida state and uh you might take us for as low as 15 dollars if you'd like to attend that at five PM. they're probably lower than that no they're, i just checked um so That's yeah check about 50 yeah. yeah but you better i'll tell you what, I, I don't think we need to dive into this game anymore no, we're, we're no here's the
1: deal the florida game. state leaves the game one and oh traveling to
0: lsu in new orleans so
1: lsu the superdome yep
0: yeah. so uh another uh what's supposed to be a neutral well they call it they'll call it a neutral game but obviously this is a, and that's uh, a week
1: later that's a one week yeah. later yep yeah.
0: so on september 4th uh sunday night matchup prime time uh uh it's going to be yeah florida state lsu pretty much a home game for lsu florida state's sold out all their allotment of tickets so it's going to be a packed superdome and uh, should be a great one. Uh, Florida State is now on the spread plus three for the the most uh, the most recently published spread there, um, so they are the underdog there, probably mostly because of that it being a away game. Um, and the over under is fifty one and a half points, so they expect it to be a somewhat you know high scoring affair uh, on that end of things. Um, what is your initial analysis of this game? I don't think we need to go quarter by quarter, but what, what are you thinking um, uh, analysis wise? What what do you like? Who who do you like? think we lost you um so we lost oh, I'm, back. Uh, I'm
1: back i'm back <laughs> i'm back i hit the wrong button sorry dude um i was setting up something there i hit the wrong button i think is this is going to be a uh, big audience game on a you said it's, it's september the 4th yep uh just go. sunday a yep. uh, yep. sunday night six thirty p.m i already Central said all Super this dumb. I, already, I already said all this yep okay all what right. do you like what do you maybe like maybe somebody about just episode? joined the broadcast they didn't hear it maybe they <laughs> yeah. need to hear it again all right Big game for national media and recruiting, number one, okay? A lot of recruits are going to be watching this game. Florida State's going to come in there 1-0. We've just blown out somebody that's meaningless, and this is a good recruiting game. This is going to be the test of where this team is. We're playing a team that has good talent. LSU's got good talent across the board. But they're under new leadership, new coaching, new strategy, new new everything. But it's a, it's a coach we know, Brian Kelly. This guy knows what's going on, okay? And he's going to have them ready to go. And it's basically a home game for LSU. This is yeah. not a neutral site game, all right? This is not a neutral site game. You know, I, I love what Brian Kelly said. He goes, God, I should have always been in the South. Family, football, and food. I should have always been in the South. That's a quote from from Brian Kelly. These guys are going to be ready to go. The key here will be a quarterback for them. I expect to see Jaden Daniels, who transferred in from Arizona State. He is the most experienced quarterback on their roster. I expect he will win the job, even though Kelly hasn't named anybody. And, I, and really, the battle is between him and a guy named Miles Brennan.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Either one of these guys are capable of putting up points against most defenses. They always have a good stable of running backs. Their offensive lines are always average plus. Their defense is always an average plus defense. This is going to be a tough game, and that's why the point spread is where it is. We cannot afford to go into this game looking back or even looking forward. this is, this is going to be a tough battle. and uh, I think it's going to come down to us establishing a a, a, a consistent running game. You know, hundred a 75 to 100 and a quarter yards in the run game. And Jordan Travis having to use, unfortunately some of his legs, to get us out of trouble and keep the ball moving. If, if we have to keep putting our defense out there, it's going to be a long day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, agree with you there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think you have some uh, good points there. Uh, you know, L, as we all know, LSU struggle or may not know LSU did struggle last year. Um, uh, they had some issues on defense. They had some issues on offense. They lost their you know, starting quarterback to the transfer portal, Max Johnson, Um, so they're, like you said, they're trying to fill that piece in the transfer portal and they've been successful. They, they have been probably one of the top three teams in the transfer portal this off season. So without the portal, I I would be a lot more confident in this game, probably be a lot less confident of FSU, you know, at the same, at the same notion, but, um, they have really reloaded via the transfer portal. And that's all I'm doing in part with firing their head coach and bringing in Brian Kelly. That that's, you know, wholesale help them and in, in, in rebuilding this, this roster uh, essentially overnight. Um, and bringing in guys like Deion Smith, you know, or, or bringing in guys, uh, yeah, like across the board, new quarterback uh, guys on the defensive end to, to, you know, improve their secondary. So I think, like you said, it, there's a lot of unknowns because you never know if these transfers are going to be able to fit into the system and make an immediate impact. Um, you know, for Fuller State, we saw some guys that really stood out. As soon as they caught on the field, they, they were able to make an impact immediately. Some guys just really didn't work out. We thought they were in the fall or in the, in the spring, in the summer. Then they got to the fall and we just didn't see them work out or, or you know, they just didn't fit into the scheme as well as we thought they, they were going to. So I, I think that's the biggest thing for me is how do these – can these transfers they brought in that are you know, su- you know superstars or, or supposedly have the talent to be great – are they able to come in and make a difference, especially on the defensive end? Um, You know, like I said, they have some big talent guys that came in from the other SEC schools, um, two from Arkansas, one from Oklahoma state, um, you know, one, you know, all over the place. And can they fit these guys in and make them great? And then it's the play of Jaden Daniels. Like you said, this kid from Arizona state, he was kind of just wallowing in that program. They brought him in to replace Max Johnson can he come in and, and finish the system, Brian Kelly's system, and, and take off immediately? Can can he carry that that offense? Um, and, and being the week one game, there may there's going to be those those bumps in the road. Um, so hopefully, Florida State can take advantage of that. Hopefully, our, our defense is clicking on all cylinders and can shut them down early and let our offense let our offense establish the run. I'm hoping that our offensive line can can fit it all together. This season, we've brought them the talent, we've brought them the backups, we've brought in the transfers now. If we can establish the run and our defense plays semi, semi decent, I think we'll be able to give them fits as they're trying to figure out this offense together with a new quarterback that we'll be able to stay in the game at least the fourth quarter. And it'll be a, and it'll be a, a coin flip, um, just because they're trying to integrate so many people. So I, I'm going to, I like the line at plus minus three right now. Uh, I'm going to take, I, I I'm going to take Florida state minus three. Um, all right, I'm going to take the plus three on Florida State just because I, I think that it will be, it will go to the fourth quarter unless, you know, and so I, I hate to say this, but unless Floor State has one of those games where they turn the ball over three times early and they look sloppy. But I think this will go to the fourth quarter. Well, I think it will come down to a couple of positions or possessions at the end of the game. Uh, and, and that's my overall
1: feel for it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think uh, the home field advantage is, 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 definitely in favor of LSU. I think uh, having a coach of the caliber of, uh, of Kelly is going to give them new and renewed spirit. Uh, They're a quality football team. Uh, We're going to find out if we have a a quality football team, it's going to be a close game. Unfortunately, uh, it's going to come down to a play or two, you know, do we, do we catch the pass? Do we, do we make that extra yard? Uh, You know, a lot of the games for Florida State this season is going to come down to a play or two, and it's going to make all the difference. LSU wins by a field goal, a last-minute drive, field goal, and they win the game by three points.
0: Yeah, I I think, and I think it's funny because I think these are very. And I don't want to say uh,
1: that, but no, I think these
0: are two very similarly built teams. They both have been rebuilt via the portal. LSU lost their top, you know, their top two skill position players max johnson the running back who went to the draft and and the rest of the team the rest of the receivers all have under 500 yards like it's not they they're built like florida state florida state didn't have a high volume receiver last year um you know they lost some guys you know but we we bring back a lot you know on the skill and quarterback and running back um, but they, you know, is doing what we had to do a couple of years ago and bring a bunch of guys to fill in the gaps where we had with a new coach. And I think LSU's in that same position. But it, it's really can they integrate these guys very early and can they click? And can Florida State take advantage of them trying to fit these players together um, in, in week one? So we, I think well, Florida well, advantage. There. We
1: actually bring in, a, 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 you know, coaching staff now that's been together. Okay, that, that should give it a plus for us. We have the most experienced quarterback on the field. Now, don't kid yourself. Yeah. Daniels has played ball at Arizona yeah. State, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And he's a little bit like Jordan Travis. You know, his passing is not as good as his running. So we have two very similar quarterbacks here who kind of like to run more than they pass. But I think we're going to find out, as you said, really what we have with this team. We're going to find out which guys can play and which guys are not ready to play. Yeah. I It's going to be in a air-conditioned dome, so the heat and humidity sh- is not going to be an issue in that regard. Yeah. So uh it, it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be an exciting time, and we're going to find out where we are going into the rest of the season. All right, so who do you take? I take LSU by three. I'm
0: going to take Florida State by three. Okay,
1: all right. Wow. Um, yep. Yeah, so we go to the next,
0: uh, the next one. So the next one is going to be, uh, it, uh, it's Louisville, right? No, it's not Louisville. Uh, it's, yeah, Louisville, Louisville. It's, no, it's Louisville across the college. No, it's Louisville on
1: That's the 16th, September the 16th. And guess what? When your program is where we are in rebuilding, you get a rebuilding TV time Friday night.
0: Yeah. When is the
1: last time Florida state has played on a Friday night? Well, they usually. Well, they used I to think like it a- was a Halloween game. Is that the Halloween game at the, at UVA when we couldn't get in from the two yard line? They stopped. Who was that? Warwick Dunn stopped him short, and that was the first game Florida State ever lost. I'll have to look that up, fans. Yeah. If you know that, give me a break. Send us a note, but look it up. And I think that was that a Friday. I'm thinking that was a Friday night game. Or maybe that was a Saturday night game. I can't remember. us playing Friday night. This is a Friday night game. It's a home game for Louisville. It's in Louisville, 7 p.m. Uh, that'll be a lot of people, you know, be watching that game. That's a, It's kind of good from a recruiting standpoint if you have a great game because yeah. a lot of people get to watch you. You're not having to play on Saturday.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I think it, uh, it's an interesting timing you know usually you get the day versus boston college like on thursdays which i always used to hate stuff like that that would be the third thursday night game but um i think this game actually is a little bit tougher um than the lsu game just because you know in a much better spot you know uh much better spot in terms of what they're building um quarterback is sound they have a great quarterback position just in there um in terms of what they've been doing uh what's his name Cunningham Malik Cunningham Malik uh, Cunningham he is you know, the true dual threat. They seem to get these guys Whether it was. You know, the he's game. like a
1: Lamar. He's like the Lamar. Yeah, he's obviously. like a, less,
0: a little bit less talented Lamar Jackson. Which
1: you and I saw, which you and I saw, remember, in a yeah, game against I, yeah. Florida State. I don't want to
0: recall that, but yes, I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they seem to get these guys. They originally recruited Jordan Travis before he transferred. So they seem to get these guys that can perform. And, you know, they, they bring back Malik, who's their leading passing and rushing quarterback. And he gave Florida State fits last year. Um, So this guy is the do it all and he's going to be even more improved this season. Um, So I think it really comes down to, I don't, I don't think they lost some of their receivers last year. Um, uh, But once again, they're not a high volume throwing team. It really relies just like Florida State does. It relies on what Malik can do. He, he, they win or lose around him. If he is not able to create, you know, create lanes, create open slots for receivers, they they typically lose the game, and, and they and they rely on that run rushing attack. Their top receiver was once again similar to Florida State, had around 550 yards, uh, and he was their tight end. So it's really based on can they establish the run, can Malik make plays with his legs, and then can he find the open receiver? If they can find, they need to be able to put pressure on him, just like they did a little bit with Jermaine last year. They need to have edge rushers contain and also put pressure up the middle. If they can do that, they can win this game. I don't feel super com- – I, I really feel like whatever they do against LSU is going to bleed over into this game. So if they look really – if they look strong against LSU, if they're getting pressure against LSU, I feel like that game will bleed over into the Louisville game. So if I'm thinking the them to beat LSU, I'm going to pick them to beat uh, Louisville as well. So I'm going to say – I'm going to go with the line. The line hasn't been officially posted for this game yet, um, but I'm going to go uh, – I'm, go, I'm going to go three points again. I'm going to go the floor
1: by three. Um, you make a couple of good, interesting points that, that, uh, I think, I think as a defensive coordinator, if I was playing Florida state, I am not going, I'm totally not sold yet that, uh, Jordan Travis is a passing quarterback that can beat me that way. So I, my defense is always going to play to contain him on the edges. If he's got to run, he's going to run into the middle where we have more guys playing, playing the ball. I think most defenses are going to play in that way. We're going to find that out in the LSU game. They're going to say, don't let him get outside where he can hurt us. Keep him penned up. Louisville's going to do the same thing. They're going to play that type of defense. Coach Satterfield, this guy's a credible coach, okay? Yeah. This guy's been around. He knows how to win. And, you know, he has trouble recruiting guys uh, just like probably more trouble than we do because we still carrying our brand name. Uh, But Malik Cunningham, this guy's probably going to he's an NFL quality type guy, but he's not a pure passer either. He's Very much like Jordan Travis, he can beat you with his legs. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to have to play containment as well uh, with him. You know, he's going to be one of their leading rushers this year, just like Jordan Travis will be uh, for us. It's at home at Louisville. It's a flip. It's kind of a flip game. I hope we're not looking back at the LSU game. That's going to take some gas out of us, which is going to take the emotions down for this game. It's a trap game in a way. You know, a trap game, they usually say is a lesser opponent, but this is a quality opponent. I'm going to take FSU by seven in this game.
0: And I, yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good call. And if I'm recalling, Florida State went down by like 21, 24 points early in that game in the first half. And 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 recall, this is the game. This is one of the two games, one or two games that Dron Travis did not play. This is Malik Milton from the start. So that offense was struggling in the, in the first half um, to get going. So like you, like you, I do agree with you. It's about containing Malik just – kind of bendy, but not great. They they gave him some big throws last year against him, just over-the-top throws that you can't have happen. Um, but in the second half, they were able to shut it down. They 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 didn't score in the second half against us. So I think if they can keep Jordan Travis healthy and, and continue to run the run, we ran all, all around them. We ran for 200 yards last year against them. So if they can establish the run like we need to, let Jordan do what Jordan does, and then play contained defense against uh, uh, Malik, that's how you win this game. So I, I, I agree with you, but... It, it cannot be a letdown game from LSU. You can't put everything into that one game. And whether you
1: win them. or lose, yeah. Whether you win or lose, LSU, you, 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 they have to put it behind them very quickly. It's like the Notre Dame game last year. They, exactly. they put so
0: much into that, exactly. and then and then they collapsed for three more games after that. It felt like so. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Yeah. So yeah, you can't you can't let history repeat itself there because it, it was the same thing. Everything in Notre Dame, you felt great about that. It felt like people said you. It felt like you won that game. And then you go on the three game line. you're own four. Like,
1: well, I thought I thought even I thought even that Notre Dame game, if we kept it close, which we did. We did, yeah, we did. We, we, which we coached. did and lost, we'd still be moving ahead, yeah. but, but we was, weren't. They yeah. just collapsed. Yeah. And, you know, and, yeah. And, and that's a coaching thing. Yeah. That's a coaching. Now the coaches have had this team for a couple of seasons now mentally to understand that you keep moving forward no matter what happens to you. Yeah. No matter what, we always hear Coach Chauvel and the coaches adversity. When adversity comes, you push it behind you and you move forward.
0: Absolutely. It'll be that's a tough how, game, but you I'm have gonna... yeah, you have to go in there. You know, with the same level head. It's just another game for us. So yeah, I think it'll be close. But I think Florida State, it, it, with Jordan healthy, can can win that game by by three. So I'm you have two.
1: you have Florida State at three and zero oh at this point. I have them at two no. and one at this point.
0: Yep. Okay. And then we go into our last game on the 24th of September. So they get a little bit of a break there, a bye week. Oh no, they don't. Sorry. No, they no go right week. into but no bye week. They go from Friday to a Saturday game on the 24th. Um time, get, the
1: time has not been announced.
0: Yeah, not been announced, but tickets are available for $30, $32 at Doe Campbell. Um, If you would like to purchase. Um, And once again, I think one thing we didn't take into consideration for the Louisville game that is on the road. I didn't mention it, but that is on the road. The Louisville,
1: I said it was on the road. Yeah, I forgot about that. So
0: that's where I have my that's why I take into consideration the three points versus seven. I think it'll be tough on the road. And um, but yeah, going on the B.C. um, September 24th, um, no time announced. Like you said, Um, Florida State is favored in this. based on ESPN's football power index, which I just think is a bunch... I don't know these things are crap. Um, But honestly, it's at home. So that's a point in Florida State's favor. Um, I think between the quarterback... Their quarterback, a Boston College a quarterback, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, Jawinski jo- or um,
1: no, no, uh,
0: uh, Phil, Phil, Phil Jer- yeah, Jervick, Jer- 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 yeah, I, I Jer- can Jer- never Jer- pronounce that. Jer- um, yeah, he's good. He's, he's going to end up in really, the NFL. He's six, yeah, six five, strong. Um, it can also run a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's really once again, it's a battle. It's going to be a battle of the quarterbacks, in my opinion. Can you can you contain? him enough to, uh, to well, play he's play.
1: not really a, a big threat runner. He, no, but he a can. a sure yeah. drop back pass guy. You know, he's he hard to sack. To he's hard to sack. To. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause he's like a, he's built kind of like a big Ben, um, in terms of he's yes, big, he powerful. Yeah. But um, he
1: wants to make his money this season with his arm. He yeah. wants to show people I can make all the throws and, and he's going to, he's going to, that's what he's going to try to do against Florida state.
0: Yeah. And this was a tough game last year. Um, Florida State barely won this game um, and gave up 13 in the fourth quarter to make it super tight. Um, so, so this was a tough one between kind of two sort of evenly matched teams. Travis State come back for this game, so that that's really a difference, right? Travis came back for this game. Florida State wins, um, right? Ba- based on on his throwing, he, Travis had, his had, game, a yeah, he had a good three game, three TDs. Um, right. and, but they were able to contain Phil. Um, that was the, one of the other things. Like Florida State was able to keep Phil in check. He only had 148 yards. I had a you know a INT. Um, didn't Didn't play great, but they were able to get to him. The only concern I think we had uh, in that game is that our our running our running defense was not great. We gave up some big runs uh, across the board, uh, uh, over 170 yards running, two touchdowns, um, and they got kind of sloppy in the second half. Zay Flowers, who was their top receiver, um, I mean, he's in the you know he's He's back. He's back for another season. He's he's going to be a first or second round pick probably next year. Um, so he he's he's the X factor for them. So it's really about can you get can you get pressure on Phil. And can you contain Zay Flowers? That That's really the two big factors on our team. He, he's their 1,000-yard potential threat this season. Um, it's really about containing them. And last year, they really couldn't contain him. Um, and, and Florida State never got a running, running game going. They, they, they got over 100 yards, but really couldn't consistently get it. Um, but they won the game. So I think at home, with that in mind, you were able to get pressure on Phil last year, but it was still close. I think you win this game if Travis comes in healthy it, 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 and it's a, I, I'm going to give it. I'm going to go with seven point uh, Florida State uh, win. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm going to just add on to what you say. Um, uh, that first of all, Boston College is is well coached. You know, they're 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 a well coached team. Uh, they they always have some pretty good line play on both sides. They've got some strong guys up front. They like to run the football. In this case, they're going to try to balance it out. Yeah. And. Here, the, the best news for us is we're not playing up in uh, Chestnut Hills yeah. in yeah. November, where it's like 30 degrees. Well, you yeah. know, which we don't play that well in. Yeah. So that's good news. We catch them down here in the heat of Florida in September. It's still hot as hell down here. Yeah. Okay, and it's yeah. still humid. So it's gonna it's gonna force Boston College to make more rotations, uh, especially on defense. Okay, and that's where we're going to be able to take take advantage there. The quarterback matchups are going to be pretty interesting to watch. I think this could be uh, could be a high scoring game. I think this could be a high scoring. This could be a uh, a 38, 26 type of game. And I see Florida State with the 38 on top of this one. I'm going to pick Florida State to win this game. uh, Something like 38, 26. Based on we got them at home and uh, we're going to be used to the conditions better. And I think we have better depth, a better depth. And uh, and that's going to be the difference in this game uh, at most of our skill position. And I'm real anxious to see in these games how our offensive line holds up. Our defensive line in the interior is supposed to be our strength now. So we should be able to contain the quarterbacks in most of these games and force them into the middle.
0: Yeah, I think that was the biggest thing last year is that they were able to pressure Jerkovic in the first half. They only they only had 95 total yards last year. And we got up we got we got up early and then kind of fell apart late. These are the games that Florida State has to win if Norvell wants to keep his job. You have to beat Boston College. I don't care recruiting's been down, da da da. You have the talents and the coaching staff to beat Boston College at home. You have to do it. These are the boxes you have to check off if you want to win seven, eight, nine games. Let's say seven games, eight games. If you can't beat Boston College at home, you need to start looking, putting your resume out there because you have to do it. There's no excuses. You need to beat programs like this. The only reason you don't beat a program like this is is because of A, coaching, game planning, or B, you don't have your team mentally focused for it. If they're fumbling, turnovers all over the place, bad game plan and lack of focus is what's going to lose you this game in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I'm on board with that. We should be, in my opinion, in my picks, Florida State should be no worse than three and one following the Boston College game. They okay. should be no more than three and one. Uh, they, they can't have game mismanagement, you know, but Florida State, every game except the Duquesne game, Florida State is going to be in tight games. We're not going to blow anybody out. You know, we can't we're not going to blow anybody out and 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 no one should blow us out. If someone blows us out, it shows that we have bigger problems because all the talk is excitement and everybody's on board and all of this crap. It's going to be no worse than three and one uh, after the Boston College game. If not, there's going to be questions.
0: Yeah, I mean you have to you have to at least I I, I see at words they go two and two you have to go two and two in that stretch. Like if you drop LSU and drop Louisville, you you know you have to beat Boston College or your season's done. You know, if you if you were to go one and three in that stretch, I don't know what the hell could happen. You may lose Mike Norvell would make it. I like I don't I don't think it would happen, but if you end up losing to Louisville and LSU back to back and going and, and losing at Boston College or losing at home against Boston College. I mean, yeah. I well, only yeah, want to think about yeah, yeah, So yeah. positive. Well, we're thinking positive. So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna say yeah.
1: well, we're, well we're, we want listen. Yeah. We're you know, like we well we're Florida State people, okay? Yeah. But we're not gonna we're not we do not sugarcoat it on this show.
0: I I, like I we're, just we're think, not
1: soft on this show. Yeah, we're gonna call it like we see it, and and each game, you know, as we get into the season, some of this could change because as you said earlier, KB. We don't know who's going to go down. If yeah. if Jordan Travis goes down in the LSU game, I, the I whole want to talk thing about is yeah. changed. Well, I think we no, no, to, no, no, I, no, no. I, I think we have to deal with that road when it but comes. But I've been, I think been we talking about, about it the whole this. time. I've know, been talking about is my number one worry is what happens to this when when, when you know. But you know, uh, you know what? Every other program in the ACC is kind of like us. Yeah, They're, yeah, exactly. If if, if if one of these quarterbacks goes down at Louisville. Boston College, Wake Forest, they're like, the same so program. yeah,
0: Most programs now with you know, transfer You have, have to two have, starting quarterbacks that can come
1: in. If you're, you've got to have a or, number two guy ready to go. You've got to have a number two guy. Now, whether that's Rodemaker or A.J. Duffy or some guy who walks in off the street, you've got to have a guy ready to go. That's your job, Coach.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, I think the LSU game is going to tell us a lot about can they contend, can they compete, and, and how they're going to look for the, rest of the season. So That that's really going to be a barometer
1: game. Okay, so about. you I have them at 3 and 1, you have them at 4-0. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have 4-0, oh, I have them at 3 and 1. So yeah.
0: that's going to uh, we're going
1: to be tracking that and uh Yes. Uh I so think the, that's a good
0: breakdown. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So uh, next episode, we'll break down the next four games, and that is Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson, Georgia Tech. So you have some interesting matchups in that in that mix. Uh, three of them being very tough opponents. So uh, like we said, these first four games that we just discussed, you know, are are, are essential to setting you up for success later in the season. Um, you know, as we say in business, the first month of your year, year sets you up for success at the back half of the year. You have to start. Start the year strong. And if you don't, well, it makes it, it makes it hard to make it up at the back end. So um, it's just like in football.
1: So, yeah. Hey, I've got one other thing. One last point I thought was very interesting. What's it? that? Uh, when Saban was up on the SEC media days, which has been running this week too, he said his players, his players have had the opportunity to make over $3 million in 2021 under nil okay i mean three million dollars okay distributed and kirby at uga said his players have been very lucky as well scattered over 95 players so you know and the last point is the commish acc commish phillips he said today he goes as we have said constantly the nil has rocked the college football world and now he's at he wants to see washington dc weigh in the government for regulations well, yeah. and rules. I, I, that can be they another discussion we we discuss but <laughs> i think at
0: the end of the day having a lot of money counts but if florida state had three million dollars in nil it's not going to get them any better players they have to improve their record they have to improve you know what and because you, 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 you if yeah. you're six and five and you're handing out three million dollars, there's an LSU, there's a better schools or better programs yeah. right now that can give you three million dollars and say, Hey, do you wanna do you wanna play a better schedule and, and perform at the highest level? That's gonna win out. So you have to have there's multiple factors yeah. other than having a lot of
1: money. You know, I, I remember back in the days of our, our dynasty days, you know, the players had metal lockers and 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 different You know dorm situations and today today's player has everything and if you've seen the fsu locker room the new locker room the new digs uh you know i mean they're you know i'm waiting for the lazy river and the tubes to come floating in you know what the bottom line is when you take the field when you take the field none of that shit matters no no none of it matters what matters is who hits who, who makes the play, yeah. and and it really that's why sometimes these smaller schools creep up and beat you because yeah. you're too soft.
0: Yeah,
1: you're yeah. too soft. Yeah. So Absolutely. we're gonna find out, you know. But I get it that you need this stuff to recruit these guys. That's the modern day player. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But Absolutely. in the bottom line, when the game starts, it's about playing football. Yeah. It's about playing football. Hundred
0: percent. 100%.
1: Well, we'll leave
0: it there. Like we said, if you haven't already subscribed, check out the podcast. We can listen to it in your car, on your way to work, at home, or uh, just on the go. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and music. Seminoles Signline 365, look it up. And then follow us on Twitter at sl 365 uh, and get the latest updates and commentary from us. So thanks again, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, Bye, guys. Bye-bye.